I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! The pool is open and the pool scene podcast takes to the skies today, but not with the help of the U.S. Navy. We're in the cockpit. I'm Kevin joined by Jim. Jim, what's your pilot call sign? Call sign King of Wishful Thinking. That's too long. Call sign Bandit. There you go. There we go. Burt Reynolds. Mine would be something weird or, and or inappropriate, probably. Like or cockpit. Maybe there's a, a middle ground. What if I were devil? Okay. So there you have it. Hosting today's show, Devil and Bandit. Yeah. That sounds horrible. <laughs> devil and uh, Bandit. We're going to bootleg some cores. I think we're good as long as no one gets launched into the canopy. Yes. Oh, you son of a bitch. We've already said it without saying it. We're covering 1986's Top Gun, directed by the awesome Tony Scott. A few of Tony Scott's directing credits are Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder, The Last Boy Scout, and True Romance. Top Gun was inspired by an article published in California Magazine. Isn't that a great just California, California Magazine? It's better, way better than Ohio Probably Magazine. started by Anthony Kiedis, who only sings about California. An article published in California Magazine, 1983, titled Top Guns about Miramar and Fighter Town, USA. The filmmakers were lucky to get the cooperation of the U.S. Navy and Paramount Pictures paid the Pentagon. Wow, that's alliteration. Yeah, was Paramount so. Pictures paid the Pentagon $1.8 million for the use of the planes and aircraft carriers in the movie. Some characters were even rewritten to be based on real people. For example, the character of Charlie was based on Christine Legs Fox, who was a civilian flight instructor who eventually retired in 2014 as the acting deputy secretary of defense. Interesting. There were some restrictions from the Navy, though, obviously. Only two missile shots were authorized for the film. These two shots were filmed from several angles so that each could be used. So basically, every time you see a missile shot in this movie, it was from one of two shots. I was going to say it's just remixed. Whatever missile footage that they needed that they didn't get from the two shots were created with miniatures, which pretty impressive. Yeah, I would say it was really good. All the effects are really good. I think the Navy was probably excited for the opportunity as they were able to set up recruiting booths in theaters. I literally was going to ask what recruitment numbers probably were like after this movie. Yeah, it was the highest application rates that they had in years, oh, basically since the, the wars. Definitely. You know, they, they were doing very well. People would walk out of the theater after. Seeing- I want to be Maverick. Well, when we see Maverick this weekend. Spoiler cast two weeks. Yeah, two I weeks. hope that they are waiting outside and you sign up to be in the Navy. How old are you again? 40? I don't know about that. Jim, the film was a worthy investment for the Navy. Was it worth it for Paramount Pictures? Let's hear how this performed at the box office against its budget. Number one's news at time of release. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. This thing was a windfall like no other. Top Gun came out May 12th, 1986. Kevin, $15 million budget. That's all it was. It made $357 million at the box office. It was the top grossing movie of 1986. And here's the weird thing about like your top movies of the week. So it was number one for a week. Then three weeks later, it went number one again. And then it went number one again 14 weeks after that, which was the longest gap between number one position since 1982. So it took four years. But 14 weeks later, it was number one at the box office. I feel the need 
That's weird. I know. I've never seen that before. And especially in this day and age, that'll never happen ever again. Kevin, the top selling albums in May of 1986. One of my mom's favorite albums of all time. Whitney Houston's self-titled album that has the greatest love of all on it was number one. Number two, personal favorite of mine, Van Halen 5150. And number three, a super personal favorite of mine, Mr. Mister. Wow. Hell yeah. Kiri. Excellent song, Broken Wings. Richard Page does not get enough credit for how great that dude was, not just lyrically, vocally. Dude could write lyrically, too. yes. Broken Wings has some of the most oh, how do I want to word this? They're just the the whole song is a conundrum. It's fucking weird. It's weird. But it's awesome. It's a great music video, too. Top TV shows, Kevin. You see what I'm doing? Top grossing, top music, top, the top podcast, top episode, top TV shows, Kevin. Family Ties, Cheers, and Murder, She Wrote. Now, this is Cheers still with Shelley Long, which is weird because I started watching Cheers when it was Kirstie Alley's yeah. spot. Going back and watching Shelley Long, I thought it was way better. Yeah. Way it better was. with Shelley Long. All right, Kevin, in the news, your top stories. Still a lot of fallout and drama. Pardon the pun, Chernobyl. Yeah. That literally happened two weeks before Top Gun came out. Still feeling the effects today in Chernobyl. Bobby Ewing, Kevin, you know Bobby Ewing. Personal friend of yours. I call him Robert. <laughs> or when I was a kid, I thought Patrick Ewing. I didn't know it was pronounced Ewing. I thought it was Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Bobby Ewing, character from Dallas. Patrick Duffy played him. Comes back from the dead. That was a big event this time in 1986. Bobby's gone. Ratings starting to slump. Hey, this worked for the JR thing. Let's bring Bobby back. Wow. So Bobby comes back from the dead on Dallas. And I'm pretty sure that's when Dallas jumped the shark. Kevin, we've spoke about this man on previous podcasts. David Letterman, yeah. legend, probably my favorite talk show host of all time. Right there with Conan O'Brien. If you want mm -hmm. my personal opinion, Cher calls David an asshole. Whoa. On Late Night with David Letterman. Because I thought that I would never want to do this show with you. Now, why? <laughs> now, let's let's uh, explore this a little. Why? Because you thought I was uh, uh... an ass. They're just chanting share, share. And I remember that causing some waves because you say the word asshole on wow. TV. You can say ass, you can say hole, you can't say you asshole. You can't, can't combine the assholes. They got to be a space in between the ass and the hole. Kevin, we brought this up before, I believe, when we did our We Are the World Swim Meet series, which is one of the best episodes ever on this podcast. We talked about it briefly. Hands Across America yeah. occurred. 6.5 million people held hands from California to New York City. Play the jingle. Great across America. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of a jingle, throw it over to Kurt Loader and MTV News. Hi, I'm Kurt Loader with an MTV News Brief. Being Clevelandites, like, well, I guess we're not technically Clevelandites. We are fans of the city of Cleveland. Cleveland 
this time in 1986, is chosen for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which there's more and more of a debate, especially with Dolly Parton getting inducted. And she was like, I don't yeah. want to be. I'm not a rock and They're like, artist. too bad. We're doing it anyway. Dolly Parton, one of the yeah, most incredible, amazing people ever. ever. Like, human being definition is Dolly Parton. I just don't like the fact that it's called the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame. It's the Music Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, it is. It's so weird what they consider rock and roll because it's like, I don't know, the, the four tops or something. And it's like, eh. It's a stretch. Yeah, Snoop Dogg is not a rock and roll no, act. No. I mean, come on, or Eminem. The rap. It's a music hall of fame. It should be music hall of fame. But the one man who sings like John Stevens the Fourth, but even better from American Idol. George, what's up? Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael, and welcome to the Sports Machine. The man who could have been a Hall of Famer without doing steroids, Barry Bonds, makes his debut for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Look at his numbers when he was a pirate. If he would have stayed on that trajectory, he still would have made the Hall of Fame anyways. Barry Bonds was amazing as I a pirate. I think it was cooler. Huh? I think it was cooler when he was doing steroids. I mean, I yeah. He did enough steroids to last week when I made the mistake of saying a giant steroid was heading towards Earth. It I was named Bonds. That giant steroid that made its way to Earth hit Barry Bonds, exactly. Right in the ass. Yeah. The Montreal. Canadians win the Stanley Cup in five games, defeating the Calgary Flames four games to one. I can only name two Calgary Flames members, Jerome Ginla and Theron Fleury. Yeah, I can't I name say, Theo Fleury. Yeah, I can't name another one. And plus, you don't really hear that name much anymore. Theron. It sounds like a Game of Thrones character. It does. Bring it back. Theron Fleury. Now, if you remember back in the day with George Michael's Sports Machine, he would always feature some sort of weird sports thing. Finally found one. Chung Kwong Ying does 2,750 atomic handstand push-ups. What are atomic handstand push-ups? So I had to look this up. So you literally have like a cable with stirrups suspended. So you put your feet in that so you're elevated. So you do a push-up and then you extend your legs outward as you're doing to push up into a split into a handstand back down he did 2750 of them oh if you ever see these on youtube i'll put the link in the show notes unreal it's like fucking mind-blowing wow Speaking of something mind-blowing, the number one song in America, Pet Shop Boys with West End Girl. Pet Shop Boys got a lot of shit. I like the song. I didn't like it when I was younger, but when you get older, you appreciate music that you never did when you were younger. I agree. That's the Pet Shop Boys. And the number one movie in America, the second one made me cry like a baby, but the first one kind of scared me. Short Circuit was your number one movie in America. Johnny Fife is alive. And that's all that was going on. Viper. You took it. And broke a major rule of engagement. So as I do with most episodes, I started this one with a quote from the movie. The real top gun school imposes a $5 fine to any staff member that quotes the film. Oh, that's genuine. Yes, that's okay. legit. Because it has to be. It's got to be. Could old. you imagine when this movie came out and you were that first class and went into Top Gun school? Oh, my God. It had to be annoying. Oh, they probably like forced them to all go and see it and stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Let's soar into the plot. The movie begins with a title card giving us the history of the Top Gun program. So after those cards, we see Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell and his radar intercept officer, Nick 
Goose Bradshaw. Probably the only time I'll mention their names because they're just Maverick, Maverick and Goose. Goose. Radar intercept officer you'll hear called a Rio a few times. Maverick and Goose are stationed on the USS Enterprise, not to be confused with the Starship Enterprise. Maverick and Goose are going head-to-head against two hostile MiG-28 aircrafts in their F-14 Tomcat. Which can be assumed are Russians. It can be yeah, easily assumed. Yeah, they never like There's say, a red star. They have, yeah, there's a red star. They have like uh, the black shields over their face. Because in all honesty, with it being the Cold War, yeah. you did not want to tip your hand to anything to piss off the right. other country. They're alongside the other U.S. Navy team of Cougar and Merlin. Talk to me, Goose. Roger, I got him. Contact 20 left at 30 miles, 900 knots closure. Cougar, you hear that? Roger. Merlin, you got him? Roger, I've got radar contact. I'll get a visual ID, Cougar, you hook him. Roger, and I'll clean him and fry him. <laughs> but shit is too heavy for Cougar. He pieces out on the mission and needs help landing. Then he turns in his wings. Before that, Maverick has scared off the MiGs with some radical maneuvers. Cougar was the top pilot, but since he quit, Maverick and Goose are now number one and get to go to Top Gun, which is a naval fighter weapons school at Miramar in San Diego. Top Gun is an eight-week program for the best of the best. When Maverick and Goose first arrive, they go to a bar the night before their first day. They meet their competition, and Maverick tries and fails to pick up a woman named Charlie. Actually, I came in here to save you from making a big mistake with that older guy. Really? So I could go on to a bigger one with a young guy like yourself? Maybe. No. I've got to be at work very early in the morning. What are you doing? Your friend was magnificent. Nah. The next day in class, Maverick learns that Charlie is a Top Gun instructor. And he was trying to get into her pants. In the bathroom. Maverick defeats his instructor Jester in the first training hop, but does it outside the parameters of the mission and breaking the rules of engagement. Basically, everyone can see that he has the goods, but they're afraid that he's reckless and dangerous. This is reiterated by Maverick's top rival lieutenant, Tom Iceman Kazansky. You guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazansky? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Ice man, I am dangerous. Maverick and Charlie begin a romantic relationship, which has to be on the down low. In class, she tells him he's stupid and he sucks. That really broke his heart. Yeah, man. And, yeah it did. And then outside of class, she tells him he's a flying genius. I can see it's dangerous for you. But if the government trusts me, maybe you could. Next, Maverick kills Goose. Yes, he did. He fucking killed him. Sorry, that's a fact. If you don't like it, too bad. 
It's super sad. And I've seen this movie like 125 times or whatever. Still fucks me up. Something I've never realized until watching with a magnifying glass. So there's a Top Gun trophy given to the number one pilot at the end of the course. The pilot has the option to stay on as an instructor, but the top pilot is determined by a point system. Easy enough to follow. The thing I've never realized is that part of the point system scoring is based on the time taken in engagement for each dogfight. Never knew that. So every time they go in the air, their mission is to like kill the instructor, like target lock. Laser target lock. Yeah. Iceman has been strategic in how he flies so that he compiles points in a cheap way so that his point total is always racked up ahead of Maverick. So basically he makes it so Maverick's never going to catch him. So in this one specific mission, while Maverick and Iceman are both chasing the A4, Iceman is trying to rack up points. Maverick is adamant that Iceman break off his engagement so that then Maverick can shoot it down alone. This causes Maverick to fly through Iceman's jet wash and both engines burn out. His plane goes into a an unrecoverable flat spin. Ugh. So basically, they're doing 360s. They're not barrel rolling or upside down. Their plane is just in the sky doing, like, horizontal spin. Come on, Ike. Get the hell out of there. Let's do it, Mav. Ike, come off high right. I'm in. Five more seconds. Come off high right, Ike. I'm in. I'm off. Shit. Where did you wash? Oh, oh shit. Ah! Now, I don't know about you, but was this, well, you were still kind of young, but almost same here with me. It was probably the most or probably first time that I witnessed a death on screen that really stuck with me. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because that devastated me. Like, it felt like like your father or something like that really gets hurt. You're like, what the hell? Now, the death that always stuck with me as a kid was when uh, Murphy gets shot in Robocop. Yeah. I shouldn't have been watching that as a kid, but. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to say when Thomas J got stung by bees. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Can't see without his glasses. Uh, Maverick and Goose eject, but Goose ejects directly into the plane's canopy head first. Probably dies on impact. Yeah, because when you see him holding Goose's lifeless body in the water, the helmet's broke and the blood's pouring. Yeah. Maverick is cleared of Goose's death but he's overcome with guilt. He can't really fly anymore. He's kind of doing the cougar thing. He's done. Maverick is considering retirement. While asking Viper for advice, Maverick finally hears the classified story of the death of his father, who is also a pilot who died heroically, which is a kind of like a disregarded subplot. Yeah. We get like a piece of it. And then Viper was his Rio, I believe. Yeah. What I'm about to tell you is classified. Could end my career. We're in the worst dog fight I ever dreamed of. Uh, bogeys like fireflies all over the sky. His F-4 was hit. He was wounded, but he could have made it back. He stayed in it. Saved three planes before he bought it. How come I never heard that before? Well, that's not something the State Department tells dependents when the battle occurred over the wrong line on some map. So you were there? I was there. 
At graduation, Iceman wins the Top Gun trophy. Before there's any real celebration, they get deployed to deal with a crisis situation, providing air support for a rescue of a disabled communication ship that has drifted into hostile waters. Gentlemen, I hate to break up the party before it really gets out of hand, but there is work to be done. Some of you have to depart immediately. We have a crisis situation. Ice, slider. Yo. Hollywood, Wolfman. Yes, sir. Maverick. Sir. Maverick, you'll get your rear when you get to your ship. And if you don't, give me a call. I'll fly with you. Sir. Maverick is assigned as backup to Iceman in Hollywood. There are six MiGs, and when Hollywood is shot down, Maverick is deployed. Maverick joins the outnumbered Iceman, refusing to leave him without a wingman, and shoots down three MiGs while Iceman shoots one down and the other two flee. They return to the ship where they celebrate. So good. Maverick and Iceman have a newfound respect for each other. You! You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Maverick has come to terms with Goose's death as evidenced by throwing his dog tags overboard. Maybe Goose's wife would have liked to have had those. <laughs> you would think. But no. It's an iconic scene. Maverick throws them in the water. He's fine now. Maverick being a hero on the cover of every U.S. newspaper is given his choice of any assignment he wants, and he decides to return as a Top Gun instructor. instructor. He should have been like... I want a desk job with a lot of paperwork. Yeah, he loves that. I love that. I want to be in IT. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to fly anymore. <laughs> Let's get into characters. Tom Cruise as Maverick. Cruise didn't really want to be in this movie. Which is mind-blowing. Jerry Bruckheimer had the Navy take Tom Cruise up in the jets and do barrel rolls and stuff. He found a payphone instantly to call to agree to be in the movie. He had to wear shoe lifts because he's 5'7". Kelly McGillis is 5'10". So Kevin, you love Kelly McGillis. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to say anything... I'm trying to find the words to describe her without being disrespectful. So yeah, there's the scene, the romance scene. He's a good three, four inches taller than her. Definitely. And I'm convinced he's standing on a bench. I would love to have seen that makeout scene with him as genuine height. Yeah. Matthew Modine turned it down. These usual suspects were also offered the role, but turned it down like Modine. Now, a big reason most of them turned it down is because they were nervous about glorifying war. Oh, for Christ's sake. So I think Cruz is perfect, but how about you tell me yay or nay on all of the following? It's going to be hard to replace Tom Cruise, but go ahead. Don't consider Cruz. Let's okay. ignore that Cruz existed. All right. We need tell a Maverick. Tell me yay or nay for the Maverick character. Patrick Swayze. Yay. Emilio Estevez. Nay. Nicolas Cage. Nay. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> John Cusack. No. Matthew Broderick. Nay. Sean Penn. Nay. Michael J. Fox. Nay. Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. I thought you were going to say Scott Bakula. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, Scott Bayo. No. Scott Bayo. No. Tom Hanks. Boy, that would have been interesting. <laughs> Could you imagine no, Tom Hanks? Different movie. Maverick? Nope. But Tim Robbins is in this movie. Yeah. 
Jesus, it's the principal again. So Nell and Tom Hanks? Yeah, I think it'd be too weird. All right. So also considered, but not offered. So they, these are ones that they were considering. But Rodney they, Dangerfield. They didn't turn it down. Uh, Janet Graham. So it would have been a female Maverick. They would have rewritten the character as a girl. Charlie Sheen. Okay. Now I think that could have worked. He did uh, hot, hot shots. shots so parody. Charlie Sheen was too young. They were worried about his age. I okay. don't know how it lines up. Now I'm going to take a flyer. Was C. Thomas Howell involved in any of this? I don't know. Oh, I could have only imagined. Jim Carrey. Whoa. No, no, no. Rob Lowe. I could see Rob Lowe. Kevin Bacon. I could see Kevin Bacon. Eric Stoltz. I could see Stoltz, but he's yeah. this last one. I'm going to mention, you got to think it's the eighties version, heavily on drugs, Brat pack. But I think this may have been the best out of all the names. Robert Downey Jr. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. I can see Robert Downey Jr. As Maverick. I can see it. In Him on the motorcycle. 86 Downey drugged out. I can see it. I could too. You ever see less than zero? Yeah. Yeah. I could that. Give me that Robert Downey. Kelly McGillis as Charlotte, Charlie Blackwood, instructor of Top Gun, Maverick's love interest. Again, the character is based on a real person, Christine Fox. The other person considered model, actress, and first wife of Bruce Springsteen, Julianne Phillips. No idea who that is. Yeah, she didn't do a lot. So is Meg Ryan wasn't put in for this role at all? Or I should have been, but yeah, I, I mean, could, but Meg Ryan's in it as Goose's wife. Yeah, so Val Kilmer as Tom Iceman Kazansky. So we've discussed some problems with Kilmer's onset annex in the past. Yes. Not going to be surprised by this. Absolutely did not want to be in this film. No. His studio contract forced him into being in this film. Maybe his most iconic movie. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying his biggest role because he was Batman. Fucking Batman. But like... If you look before this, he was top secret, real genius. We covered yeah. real genius. Yeah, this... What he's if Ice he was difficult and real genius? <sighs> I don't know. How crazy would that have been? Yeah. Uh, Tom Skerritt as Viper. Awesome. Michael Ironside, who I love, as Jester. Oh, that voice. Gentlemen, this is your first hop. The jets you are flying against are smaller, faster, and more maneuverable. Just like the enemy mix. Clock is ticking, and as of now, we are keeping score. John Stockwell as Cougar. Barry Tubb as Wolfman. Great name. Rick Rosovich as Slider. Hell yeah. Worms, Roxanne, worms. Tim Robbins as Merlin. Clarence Gilliard. Gilliard as Sundown. Sundown. We had a man. Yeah. Whip Hubley as Hollywood. Another great name. James Tolkien as Stinger. A.K.A. Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future. Meg Ryan as Carol, Goose's wife. All right, which actor actress gives a passable performance? Does any non-lead character still scenes? Goose. Yeah. Aw, Jester's dead. What? This <laughs> bullshit. Didn't everybody? Hell no, man. We got our butts kicked. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. Is Anthony Edwards. First off, Anthony Edwards came off of Revenge of the Nerds right into this movie. So I was wondering, like, if people are like, fucking Gilbert yeah. is a badass? Yeah. And he's not, like, really a badass. He just seems like the common day guy who is just really good at what he does. Yeah. Unlike Maverick, Maverick has the looks, he rides a bike, he's badass, and fucking Goose is just along for the ride. He just loves Maverick. They're best friends. Yeah. He would do anything for him. He even says, man, I'm risking my life for you. At one point in the movie, Goose almost leaves Maverick yeah. because he's not taking anything seriously and he needs this for his family. You know, when I first realized that going to Top Gun, all I could think about was getting that trophy. I gotta be straight with you, Mav. 
Right now, I just hope we graduate. I got a family to think about. I can't afford to blow this. I guess that flyby wasn't such a big hit, huh? Look, man, I know it's tough for you. They wouldn't let you in the academy because you're Duke Mitchell's kid. You have to live with that reputation. It's like every time we go up there, it's like you're flying against a ghost. It makes me nervous. You're the only family I've got. I'm not gonna let you down, I promise. I love Goose. I have Goose also, which we'll go ahead and move on to best scenes. So one problem I have with Goose though, the volleyball scene. Iconic. Goose wears a shirt. All the other guys, like Rosovich looks great. Kilmer looks great. Tom Cruise looks great. He's probably intimidated. Why? I don't know. He probably doesn't have a six pack. Get jacked. Or Come on, Gilbert. Get jacked. Can you imagine Anthony Edwards just jacked no. to the gills? So the volleyball scene is just a bunch of uh, shirtless slow motion volleyball while Kenny Loggins plays. Playing with the boys. It's kind of like the golden hour yes. with the sun. Just an awesome, like it's beautifully shot maverick quits before the game's really over he's or gonna like go get before laid. it's settled well sort of so this yeah. is what i don't get go get goose is wearing a shirt but he's smart he's wearing shorts yeah. everybody else is wearing fucking jeans yeah. well that's gonna come up later i yes. promise your first best scene i got a lot here i'm gonna start right off the bat target rich environment you've lost that love and feeling yeah. she's lost that love and feeling she's like no she hasn't yes she, she has. has not lost that look goose she's lost it matt come on I hate it when she does that. Excuse me, miss. Hey, hey, hey. Don't worry, I'll take care of this. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. There's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, baby. But baby, believe me, I know that you've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. You've lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone, gone, gone. Whoa. the first time I was ever introduced to this song. Oh my God. Can you think of something that was just so amazing at the time? And not only that, it recharted the Righteous Brothers back yeah. up the music charts. And it just seemed well, to really shoot karaoke into the fucking stratosphere. So was the Hall & Oates version for this movie? No. They just re-recorded They re-recorded it. After. The and movie. I love Hall & Oates. No offense. Yeah. I do not like yeah, that version either. of the song. Give me the Righteous Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, I have that as well. I mean, it's a great thing to use as a pickup. They can just get a live microphone oh. and just sing in a girl's face. The whole, every guy, a part of Top Gun sings with them. 
even Sundown, who I have issues with yeah. Sundown. Why? Because he's a dickhead. <laughs> because Maverick is still fucked in the head after Goose dies, yeah. and Sundown gets in his face. Yeah. We had him, man. And I love the fact that Tom Cruise got in his face and I'll fire when I'm goddamn good and ready. It's like, yeah. I'll eject you into the fucking canopy, too. <laughs> I have the opening scene. Goose and Maverick, Merlin and Cougar are the first pilots to see Russian MiGs up close. Well, quote unquote Russian. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm we sorry. We don't want to start a Cold War here, Kevin. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Maverick's up there just doing some like stunting on him. Yeah. He's doing, he hits the brakes and lets him fly um, past. Got issues with that. He does the, uh, he goes inverted. Yeah. And flips him the bird. Not only goes inverted and flips him the bird. Goose takes, Goose takes a Polaroid of him oh. while they're upside down. I can't shoot this son of a bitch. Let's see if we can have a little fun with him. Is this your idea of fun, Mav? Great. <laughs> Watch the birdie. I crack myself up. This is a great shot, Mav. I should be a photographer. And then they have to try and explain that. That's mine. In the first day of class. Communicating. And, yeah, and then uh, Goose is like, Well, we Thank you. started up on his six when he pulled through the clouds, and then I moved in above him. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because I was inverted. Bullshit. <coughs> no, he was, man. It was a really great move. He was inverted. You were in a 4G inverted dive with the MiG-28? Yes, ma'am. At what range? No, about two meters. Well, it's actually about one and a half, I think. It was one and a half. I've got a great Polaroid of it. And he's, he's right there. Must be one it and a half. It was a nice picture. He wasn't half. Uh, Thanks. Lieutenant. What were you doing there? <laughs> Communicating. Communicating. Keeping up foreign relations. I was, uh, you know, giving him the bird. You know, the finger. Yes, I know the finger, Goose. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate it when it does that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know the it finger. It was great. It was. It really was. I was there. I was there. I got a good shot of it. What were you doing? Communicating. Keeping up foreign relations. You know, giving him the bird. And then Goose like, you know, the finger. Yeah, and he gives her the finger. It's so funny. <laughs> so my next one, I, Goose singing Great Balls of Fire in the bar oh. with his wife and his kid. Goose, you're being stupid. That's me, honey. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, honey. And that line where Meg Ryan's like, Goose, you big stud, and you'll take me to bed or lose me forever. How many times was that line utilized between couples? Take me to bed or lose me forever. Great line. Meg Ryan is so perfect in a very minimal role for a Meg Ryan type flick. Because Meg Ryan, after this movie, Meg Ryan became more of a lead. But oh my God, Meg Ryan is so great in this movie. In class, Maverick is mad about Charlie's assessment of his Meg encounter. Aircraft One performs a split S. That's the last thing you should do. The MiG's right on your tail. Freeze there, please. The MiG has you in his gun sight. What were you thinking at this point? You don't have time to think up there. If you think, you're dead. Well, that's a big gamble with a $30 million plane, Lieutenant. Unfortunately, the gamble worked. The MiG never got a clean shot. Maverick makes an aggressive vertical move here, comes over the top, and he defeats the bandit with a missile shot. 
The encounter was a victory, but I think that we've shown it as an example of what not to do. She tries to explain herself, but he like power walks to his motorcycle. He does. And she's going, Lieutenant, Lieutenant. And she's like, he hears her, but he's just ignoring her. I thought she had a weird car. Oh yeah. It'll come up. She has a circus car. Yeah. So he gets on his motorcycle. He starts revving it. When she's trying to talk to him, he just fucking takes off. She dangerously chases him in her silly circus car, which is what I have written. <laughs> it looks like a clown car. It does. It has the weirdest like, wheel base. Yes. And the it's like not front wheel drive or whatever. The entire car oh, moves. Awful. It's so strange. The physics of her car is so weird she catches up with him and she while take my breath away plays oh berlin she tells him jesus christ and you think i'm reckless when i fly i'll have you know that my crew and my plane come first well i'm going to finish my sentence lieutenant my review of your flight performance was right on is that right that is right but i held something back i see some real genius in your flying maverick but i can't say that in there I was afraid that everyone in that tax trailer would see right through me. And I just don't want anyone to know that I've fallen for you. She couldn't say in class, but there's genius to his flying. But if she'd said that, they'd know she's fallen for him. Oh. They kiss and find carnal knowledge of each other. There wasn't a love scene in the original cut and test audiences... We need to see him have sex. They were like, yeah, we need to see it. And it wasn't Topper putting the uh, ice cubes and the (laughs) eggs and bacon on. Valerie Galeno or the Hot Shots is a great movie. Here's a hot take. Hot Shots better than Top Gun. You shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) You son of a bitch. That's a joke. I'm not serious. But I do love love Hot Shots and part two. But uh, yes. So I love that Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future chews out Maverick and Goose. I got to send somebody from this squadron to Miramar. I got to do something here. I I still can't believe it. I got to give you your dream shot. I'm going to send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You were number two. Cougar was number one. Cougar lost it, turned in his wings. You guys are number one. But you remember one thing. You screw up just this much. You'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yes, sir. That is all. You can tell me about the mix some other time. Gentlemen. Good luck, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He will always be Mr. Strickland. I don't give a shit what character he is, but it's the fact that Cougar just quit and he's basically vouching for him. Like, you guys are number one. And when he says, if you screw up this much, you'll be flying (laughs) planes full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yep. All right. We got to mention it. After Maverick and Goose defeat Jester in a training exercise, they buzz the tower. Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. No, no, ma'am, this is not a good idea. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. So 
So I don't know the origin of this, but they request a flyby. They request a flyby. They're told no. Negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. Yes, but they do it anyway. Some one of the higher ups has just poured himself a cup of coffee or got himself a cup of coffee, which he spills on himself. Cut to the next scene. Getting shoot out. He's yelling in Viper's office. He's fucking pissed. He wants butts. Yeah, he wants some butts over the flyby. Do your snot-nosed jockeys in a flyby on my tower and over 400 knots. I want somebody's butt. I want it now. I'm at it. Damn it. Hatch twice. I want some butts. Well, I don't just about cover the flybys. And the thing I love most about that scene is Maverick and Goose are standing outside the office. They hear the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And instead of Viper laying into them or getting pissed, Viper just basically is Calm. like, yeah, he just is like, well, you get the gist. You yeah. know, like you, you heard it. My next one. So they're in Top Gun class. And then you brought up, there's a plaque in the back of the room where Viper says, yeah. you want to know who the best, the best were? There's the pilot in Rio. So, you know, he dismissed the class. And then Iceman says, the uh, plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies room. Oh, you kill me. You really do. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's two O's in Goose, boys. And then Goose oh lets God, out so the best laugh. And then he says one of the best lines in the movie. He looks, I think, at either Hollywood or Wolfman. And he says, uh-uh-uh, there's two O's in Goose, boys. So are you telling me there's a name on there called Goose? <laughs> G-O-S-C. <laughs> Let's get into the pool check. So I don't think there's a pool in this one. There's an ocean. The there's Indian an ocean and they needed a pool. So they get all that sand off of them. Yeah. In their jeans In their jeans. So, uh, all right. Pool check. Everybody out of the pool. All right. Tom Cruise, iconic career. We're going to do the Mount Rushmore of, of Tom Cruise. So if you only had four heads on the, the mountain, you have to put four Tom Cruise movies on there. The best of the best. What would they be? I'm going to cheat. I have two because I have what I think it would actually be as voted by the general public. And I have what mine would be. Okay. So we'll do what I think they would be. And then we'll go over my selections after. So first I'll go Top Gun. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's the George it, Washington. It's going to be on 100% of ballots. If you had to submit a ballot, okay, what's on Tom Cruise's uh, Mount Rushmore? Top Gun's on 100% of ballots. That's my George Washington as well. So then my next one would be, it has to now move up to number two on Mount Rushmore. Got to be Mission Impossible. Yeah, I have. He's m- Ethan Hunt. Well, I have Mission Impossible. I mean, there's six of them. Well, I'm, I'm saying the whole series. Yeah, I am too. You have to. There are six of them. In the final Seven part Seven and two. eight are coming in the next two years. They made eight of them yeah that's his career you know what i mean like you can't mention his career which is nuts i always thought the first movie was pretty good i remember playing the game on n64 then i remember the second one i was like i think the second one was done by like john woo yeah the metallica song i'm like this is never gonna happen again then out of nowhere here comes three, four, five, and six. Fallout was great. It's it's so weird because these movies to me are more known for the stunts and the fact that he did them himself. Yes. Again, I would say Mission Impossible probably going to find its way onto 90% of ballots. Yeah, I would have because to. Because there's eight of them. Now, if they would have ended after two, yeah, this no. does not go no, on. But this. the fact that there's eight of these, I mean, that's how he spent a majority of his career is making these crazy action movies. I agree. A few good men. 
Oh, definitely. I think this was the first movie to really show his range. Now, I know not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Risky Business kind of put him on, on the map. On the map as far as like, okay, we got something here. We got a middle tooth thetan thetan. guy. So well, maybe not at that time. Maybe not at that time. Well, not a thetan at the time, but yeah. um so no T one. But they were like, We got something. And then we we see him, you know, evolve, but it's a few good men, I think it was ninety two. Ninety two. And people were like, All right, we got a serious dramatic actor here. And he didn't live in that space for too long because the majority of the rest of his career he's he's done action. Yes. My next one, Rain Man. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, yeah. iconic that won awards. Mm -hmm. I think this is the one that Charlie Babbitt. Yeah. 400 Oak Street, Kmart sucks. This was the movie that showed Tom Cruise's range as an actor. Yeah, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Oh my God. Unbelievable. And then my final spot to go with Top Gun, A Few Good Men and Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire. Oh yeah. Nominated for best actor. Show me the money. He kind of showed his ass in this one. I mean, he, he really like went for it. Like he was, uh, gave like a fearless acting performance, nominated for best actor, did not win, but nominated definitely an icon iconic role for him. I will say that too. Jerry Maguire is amazing, but in the fourth one, I have something different that I don't think anybody would have thought of except for me. Give me the Scientology video where he becomes an OT7. <laughs> Tom Cruise has introduced LOH technology to over 1 billion people of Earth. And that's only the first wave he's unleashed, which is why the story of Tom Cruise, Scientologist, has only just begun. Because if you ever watch that video, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah. Show the world. Tom, what? Really? Tom? Yeah. Really? There's a lot. Wow. Of, with, with Maverick coming out, there's so much talk recently about like Tom Cruise being responsible for the deaths of all these people and people being missing and like. You mean David Miscavige's wife, yeah, Jenny? Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. all of these stories surrounding the power of Tom Cruise to all, cover things up. All I can say is watch Lee Romini's her series. I think it lasted three seasons and the going clear. That'll talk a lot about what Tom cruises into holy shit so my mount rushmore of tom cruise top gun cocktail rain man magnolia oh yeah best supporting actor um nomination i think it might be his best work he's incredible as frank tj mackey magnolia is not necessarily an accessible movie because it's three hours and there's all these um converging storylines i mean it's paul thomas anderson after the success of Boogie Nights, got his opportunity to make like his dream film yeah. because that's what happens when you like hit gold with something like Boogie Nights. Yeah, do whatever you want. And he made Magnolia, which unbelievable movie, but uh, not everyone got it. Now, if I took the Scientology video out, I would replace it with Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Which, because that showed that Tom yeah. Cruise can be fucking hilarious. Yeah, see, that's what, Les what I Grossman. like about that dude is like, he's, you know, there's with Hollywood actors, there's like your agent wants you to do what your, your fans want you to do. And then what you want to do. And I get the feeling that if people had more control over Cruise, he wouldn't have done so much action and no. stuff. And you know, the fact that he popped up, he was nominated for best actor and born on the 4th of July. Neither of us had Stacy Jacks from rock of ages. No, and he sang into an asshole, but he was uh he got critical acclaim for that one. Too. No eyes wide shut, Kevin. <laughs> no, I mean, that days one, of thunder, days of thunder, eyes wide shut. I really like, but uh, it's a Kubrick movie. All it's right. It's a Kubrick movie. And like him and Nicole Kidman were like going through divorce. It was weird. It was, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, 
Let's wrap up the pool check. I think we should get back into the plane. We feel the need for beach towels. Gentlemen, this is Hot 19. Multiple aircraft, multiple bogeys. Your trading is half over. The competition for the Top Gun trophy remains tight. First place, Iceman. Second place, Maverick. Just two points behind. There they are. Three miles left, 10 o'clock. I don't think they see us yet. Okay, I see them. Two A4s, left 10 o'clock level, continue left turn. Good morning, gentlemen. The temperature is 110 degrees. Holy shit, it's Viper! Viper's up here, great! Oh, shit. Right. He's probably saying, holy shit, it's Maverick and Goose. Yeah, I'm sure he's saying that. Critical question. All right. What are your expectations for Top Gun Maverick? So this is what I'm expecting. Now, Kevin and I, full disclosure, at least I can speak for myself, I know nothing of the plot. I know almost nothing. Not a damn thing. Every time a trailer comes on, I don't fucking watch it. So this is what I'm thinking. We have to have Goose's son. But how? I don't know. 1986, he was like four. It's... 30. He'd be 40. He'd be fucking 40. Goose's son's son, right? Yeah. No. Goose's grandson? Goose's grandson. (laughs) Who could be 22. There needs to be something that somebody has to blame Maverick for the death of Goose. I think you need that. (laughs) I don't think you need that. Uh, Because he killed him. (laughs) He was cleared. Ah, bullshit. I don't want to be insulted. I don't want it to be a time travel movie in that, like, Goose's son is in it, but he's 22. So, yeah, we're going to have to defy logic. Yeah, I'm not. I think Goose's son will be in it. I just have a feeling. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Val Kilmer is in this as Iceman. I think it's brief, but Tom Cruise said, I'm not doing this movie unless Val Kilmer is in this movie. Yeah. But but I don't know if they're doing the AI thing for his voice. I hear from the things I can't avoid that it's dumb, but fucking awesome. It's being reviewed. And it's like, great. yeah, it's like, it's fun. It's just super fun. You just don't think it's like a popcorn. Movie. It's like the return of the summer blockbuster. You know, what I do know is Maverick is basically Viper. Now I want callbacks. And so we like, I hope Michael Ironside makes a cameo. Give me Tom Skerritt. Give me Hollywood Wolfman. Give me fucking sundown at this rate. I don't care. What's Rick Rossovich doing? Probably not much. Bring Rossovich back. All right. Someone I'm glad wasn't considered for oh. uh, Maverick because he's probably four or something. He's probably four. How old is Wahlberg? 46, Wahlberg is 40 maybe? something. He's also like five, three. <laughs> So it works out good. So he would have been, I don't know, like five when Top Gun came out or something. All right, let's do some logic. Wait a minute, Top Gun's coming back. Can I be Maverick? Am I allowed? Oh, Tom's on it. I'll be Ghost. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. All right, now, Jim, we went golfing before this, and Jim told me that he had no logic. It's a perfect movie. I have. It is a perfect movie, though. Quite a bit. Would the opening scene with the MiGs, even with neither side firing, wouldn't have that been enough to start a war? It's engagement. Yes. Even if it's not weapons hot and you're still targeting, that's a fucking declaration of war. At the end of the movie, the MiGs shoot down one of our planes and we shoot down four of theirs. So is that not war? That is war. Yeah. Also, Cougar getting spooked by the MiG. How? I get that he was shaken up by the experience. Any of you boys seen an aircraft carrier around here? Man, if we got a little problem up here, that MiG really screwed him up. I don't think he can make it back. You're okay, Cougar. Just stay on my wing. I'll take you all the way in. And then he doesn't land the plane? 
but I would think like he would snap out of it sooner. But when it was over, like, wouldn't it be scarier to like not land and run out of gas? The one thing I never understood about Cougar, he is the number one naval aviator in the world at the time. Yeah. He's never had any dogfights. No. So how is he so spooked? Well, the other thing too. And is, Merlin isn't. And when he quits, does he get a discharge or are they like, you're a janitor. You have to go mop the floors on the USS Enterprise. The way things are nowadays, I would feel that they would dishonorably discharge him. Kind of just like, I mean, Maverick does the same thing where he's like thinking about retirement, but it's like, can you just retire? Like in the military, they just let you retire? Or do they like say, no, you got two years left. That's how I thought it was. It's like a contractual commitment. We can like you get discharged, like maybe Cougar could plead insanity or whatever. But I don't know had, if it's the fighter school that's it can't be separate from the Navy because you're using F-14s. I don't know. Yeah, I have one big one. You can't just put the brakes on in the middle of the air. It's no. like, we'll put on the brakes and fly right by. What are you doing? You're slowing down. You're slowing down. I'm bringing him in closer, Merlin. You're going to do what? This is it, Maverick. I'm going to hit the brakes. He'll fly right by. Shit, he's going to get a lock on us. There's no such thing as doing that. If you do that at mock speed, you're going to fucking tear your aircraft apart. You're fucking dead. Son of a bitch. All right. This one drives me insane. Okay. Maverick knows that he has a quote date, but he plays volleyball in jeans. Ah, then he goes to that date in those jeans. But then he's like, I'm going to take a shower. He immediately shows up at her house and asks her if he can take a shower. She says, no, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to just take a quick shower while you're finishing up here. Yeah, I do mind. She says, I'm hungry. So if he took a shower, was he going to put a Sandy volleyball jeans back on? (laughs) It's not just the, was he going to wear some of her clothes? Here's what I don't get. Technically this would be their first date, correct? Yeah. Have you ever gone on a first date and immediately go, I need to take a shower? Yeah. Even if you were sweaty? Show up at essentially a stranger's house. Like, hi, I'm Kevin. Nice to meet you. Can I take a shower? I mean, that's insane. But on top of it, what was he going to put back on? The same clothes that smell. Was he going to use her her washing machine? Like, can I use your laundry? He's just sitting around in his skivvies and a towel. Why does it have to be the Top Gun pilots who go to this mission? Like, there aren't three other teams of pilots who aren't at their graduation ceremony who can go. Plus, people, there are aircraft carriers around the world that can do this. They need to interrupt their graduation ceremony they have a hop to, to send these pilots they're the best of the best Kevin. now which leads me into my next point there's a top gun class every eight weeks there isn't the class before or the class before that like the whole thing with top gun it's eight weeks if you win you get to stay on as an instructor but for how long so is this eight week class only once a year because if it's nonstop, like a driver's training school, they have fucking six Top Guns a year, just fucking instructors everywhere. How interesting would it have been like, hey, this is summer. He won Top Gun last year. Yeah. Something. Yes. Give me something. No. Wouldn't it be great to have previous Top Gun winners coach this year's Top Gun They class? would have to. I because mean, like, on. why are Jester and Viper uh, Viper's still there? If there are so many, like if so many Top Gun winners become instructors, why are Viper and Jester still there? Plus, how are they never brought up in class? It's so like, weird. Because they're showing video of engagements. Like, yeah. 
here is Eagle and David, and they're engaging this quote unquote Russian MIG. Do something. Mention previous classes. You show the plaque with goes on it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's they never explain like, is it literally every eight weeks? So like, okay, eight weeks are done. Bring in the next top guns, the next top yeah, guns, revolving the next top door. Gun. Or is it just like one top gun program a year? They don't really explain it. Regardless, you're telling me there's not three other teams of pilots. Maybe fingers crossed in Maverick, they'll have previous top gun class winners. They'd have to be. Cause we're only assuming it's been going on for almost 40 years. So come yeah, on. It's just so strange. It's like, no, we need to send the guys to our graduation. Move them on. Why is isn't Maverick, this is my wife's logic point, shout out Dana, why isn't Maverick deployed immediately at the end? So they send, is it Hollywood? And they send Iceman yes. up. He's on alert five. They know there's six MiGs. They send two Tomcats. Why is Maverick on, on standby? Because they think he's not all right in the head okay. to do it. That's why he's on alert five as Again, a backup. they don't have somebody else go out? Here's the thing, too, and that makes perfect sense. You're telling me there's not other F-14s on the deck of yes. that aircraft character that can or launch? someone else that can fly Send them? Sundown and yeah, Merlin? right. At this point, they're cannon fodder. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. But... When Maverick finally goes up, this might be like a physics question. Can he catch them? If he's flying at high mock, the amazing thing is we kind of get an update of how close they are. So they're coming close to the aircraft carrier. You're thinking if he's hitting beyond like Mach 3 or 4, he'll be able to hit him in no time. Okay. Remember when they're getting his plane ready and the guy you like from the USS Enterprise, he's saying like, What about Willard and Simpkin? Both catapults are broken. We can't launch any aircraft yet, sir. How long? It'll take 10 minutes. Well, shit, 10 minutes. This thing will be over in two minutes. Get on it. So it's like Maverick's just sitting there waiting to take off. It's bizarre. It's and, bizarre. He, and he does have a moment when he's up there and he disengages. Iceman and Slider are pissed. Yeah. Come on, you just get back and engage, Maverick. Come on. Uh, it's no good. Get in there, Maverick. It's no good. When, so the last thing I have, when Maverick and Goose do, you've lost that loving feeling in the bar. Why do the other guys keep it going? You mean sundown? Yeah, sundown. Baby, baby, I'll get down on my knees for you. It's Maverick's bit. Maverick and Goose do the bit and it's funny and everybody joins in and it's great. Once the bit works and she says, sit down, have a drink. Once it works, why the fuck does Sundown keep singing? Sundown is that guy in Varsity Blues that wears the class of 81 jacket and goes to current high school parties because he doesn't know when to quit. Because it's like Sundown doesn't pick up the cue that they were doing this as a pickup line. Sundown thinks they were just singing it because it's fun. And he continues to sing to another Navy officer. Is Sundown trying to screw Charlie? Like, is he one in on no, it? Like, it's a target-rich environment. Find another woman. Yeah, it's so weird. It's just he keeps it going. And I'm like, stop. Shut up. Shut up. What's the legacy of this movie? Oh, for God's sake. The Top Gun NES game where you can never land a fucking plane. Uh-huh. So you're virtually Merlin and Cougar. <laughs> Top you Gun- can't do shit on that game. <laughs> it's a horrible yeah. game. Then they're like, well, we'll make it better with the second mission, which is kind of better. No Mavericks coming out, of course. Oh, the fucking soundtrack, for God's sakes. Yeah. Kenny Loggins. Soundtrack's incredible. Kind of launched the, you know, just helped further the career of Tom Cruise. Helped further the career of Anthony Edwards. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer launched. Rick Rossovich. Kind of. <laughs> Roxanne. Yeah, but uh, absolute classic. I mean, you still see every year uh, Top Gun 
Halloween costumes. And my wife hadn't seen this movie until a couple years ago. I I literally think it's her favorite movie now. She has like multiple Top Gun shirts and Top Gun hoodie. And like she loves it. Every time it's on TV, she puts it on. She absolutely loves People it. People name their kids Maverick because of this movie. Yes. I don't see anybody naming their kid fucking Goose, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Stick around for some plugs. Gentlemen, this is it. There's no room for second best. It's the Top Gun video game by Konami. You can punch Top Gun into your Nintendo Entertainment System and push your F-14 to the edge of the envelope. Line up bogeys, take your best shots, and after each mission, land your bird on the narrow deck of a Navy flat top. Top Gun, the video game. This is your dream shot. You can find Top Gun wherever great video games are sold. Cool sceners, thank you once again for checking out the podcast this week. And don't forget, if you guys missed an episode, check us out Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and other podcast listening sites. And while you're there, like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow. Hey, you leave us a five star review on Apple, we choose it, you win a prize. It's just that easy. Also, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Also, TikTok. Yo, we're trendy at Pool Scene Pod One. And once again, guys, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And now, back to Kevin. Final lap, guy. Yeah! The final lap! All right. I have a final squatter update. So I think I mentioned on here, the squatter put his house up for sale and his house was like smaller than ours. And they put it on Zillow. And yeah. And it was like, he was asking like a hundred thousand dollars more than we paid for our house. And I was like, he's never going to get it. He got it. Fuck. We got new. He got it within like a day. We got new neighbors and oh, these God. people I think are like retirees because right. they're both old, but they have like unlimited money. I don't oh. know if they like retired and they're just spending their 401k like in a week. Yeah. The dude did not get on anybody for their weight, but just an observation. Dude's like 400 pounds. It's a bigger dude. But he wears pants only and suspenders. Hot. No shirt, suspenders. Look. Sounds like a Klopek. Yeah. With kinda. money. But uh, they've bought a Mercedes and an SUV. They put up a fence and they removed all their trees. And every day we see them like bringing stuff into the house. But like it's they haven't said a word to us. Fine with me. You know, I'm not the type that needs to necessarily be initially yeah. or whatever. And one of the first days they lived there, I don't know if it was like in moving or whatever. They drove through the front yard. All right. And it, initiation. it was like soggy. So they have these big ditch, deep tire tracks through the front yard. And I'm like, they got to fix that. It's still there. I'm uh, like, how did they got to fix that? It's bad. Because I'm like, how do they mow around that? Like, they're going to have to like fill it in and reset. Well, at least you it. got that weird scumbag out of there. Yeah. Thing. I'm afraid I'm going to see him like pop up on the news or something. Now, with these people being rich, though, Halloween time. The girls go over there. They might get fucking giant five candy bars well, of money. we have that. There's a few really nice houses, like a couple hundred yards from us, right around the corner. And those people every year give out full-size bars. That's and the best. multiple full-size bars. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they just open up like one of those uh, almost like fundraising boxes. Oh, and they just, and just like have like, at there it. There you go. Some Milky Way and Reese cups and whatever else. 
Speaking of food, I had to try because it was limited. The Arby's Wagyu yeah. burger. And this thing, I was like, man, it's Arby's like six bucks, six bucks. And I got the bog standard, you know, with whatever the comes bog on standard? it. The bog standard? The bog standard. The nil bog standard. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pay the troll toll. I got whatever came on it. They double burger sauce it like top bun, bottom one. So it's loaded. What's the burger sauce? I don't know what it is. It's it's like a tangy. I wouldn't say it's like a thousand island dressing, but it's something it's like a tangy. That's all I can explain. It's like it's an a, orange tang. Fucking astronauts spread tang. to the moon. My own. About a six to six and a half okay. overall. Kind of disappointed. Quality of the Wagyu. I think it's bullshit. It's not real Wagyu. It's not real Wagyu. It's kind of bullshit. In it, the last few years, uh, we have this American problem where we keep marketing everything as Wagyu, and I don't think it's real Wagyu. No, they made it look like it's Wagyu, but yeah. it, it tasted to I, me like a Wendy's burger. We buy a lot of like types of stuff like that's put on the grill or put on a cast iron, and uh, I've gotten okay at cooking, cooking a burger at home. And I, everything that's like, American Wagyu. I have better luck with the prime rib burgers. Yeah. Prime rib burgers. Really good. The Wagyu is fine. I have a feeling, though, if it was genuine Wagyu. Yeah, it would be incredible. It'd be be $36 burger. Genuine Wagyu, it'd probably be $360. Genuine Wagyu is very expensive. So if you guys want to try it, I think I might have to do the bacon ranch one. I have to try it twice, and then I can say either yay or nay. But six, six and a half tops on that burger. So Seth Green, I didn't know, was behind the Bored Ape NFT. Really? Yeah. NFTs still make no sense to me. It's non-fungible token. It's so dumb. Um, yes. And in your point, Board Ape, because it's so popular as an NFT, they had a deal in place for the Board Ape animated television show. Oh, However, if you've heard recently in the news, a ton of NFTs were stolen. There yeah, was a I big phishing that. scam. Yeah. The board ape was stolen through a phishing scam. Because now figure this out. Because the board ape NFT was stolen, Seth Green no longer owns the commercial rights to the NFT, and thus the show cannot move forward because he no longer owns it. How does what? Yeah. So it's it's sort of like just because it's non-fungible. If I stole your car, if you've got the title, you still own it. But it's like if I stole your car and the title was in it, then I what sort of own the rights. That's what I mean. <laughs> so what it's the like fuck? NFTs, you don't have like a deed of ownership. So like literally whoever possesses it, it's theirs. It's theirs. And he cannot sue. He can't. So with an NFT, a possession is 10 tenths of the law. Yeah. Jesus. So because right, there's not even internet regulation over so many things like the internet needs its own set of laws. I would agree. NFTs make zero sense to me and millions of other people. Well, the first I heard of something like that was the NBA top shots. Okay. And it was explained to me as like, okay, you can buy like, okay, you like collecting sports cards. These are digital sports cards, but they're a video or whatever. And you save them as a file and people can buy them off of you for whatever, you know, it's like, it's like sports cards meets stocks. So it's like, Okay, I have a Michael Jordan. Or meets 
gifts. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's like I have a Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line. You know, I bought it for $300. If Michael Jordan himself decides he really wants it, he can buy it off of me for $5,000. Well, I no longer own it. I send it to him and he puts it in his folder or whatever. I don't, I don't know. That's kind of how I understand it. Okay. But yeah, so somebody, there was an NBA player like last year who decided he was going to like introduce his own NFT and he had like over $200,000 in investments from fans for him to set up this NFT and then someone stole it. And he kind of was just like, sorry guys. But again, it's not something where he has to give their money back because it's like a stock. If you invest money in Magnavox and Magnavox fails, you're out your money. You know, so it's it's like it's crazy. So I, I assume then we're not going to be getting into the NFT market. I don't know. I mean, there are people who have done well. There are people who still claim it's going to go somewhere. But then you're starting to see some of the big Wall Street proponents and stuff like that kind of say it's done. It's over. Continue, it's over before it started. Continue to invest your money in like, you know, tangible things. Well, like, not, like orange juice or not crypto. Billy Ray. Did you see how bad that crypto yeah. thing? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, I a little too rich for my blood. That's sad. If you guys want something to cheer you up, check out Francis Bourgeois on <laughs> Instagram. My new best friend. This dude loves trains so much. It just gives me fucking endless joy watching these videos. Here comes one of the coolest things to see on the railway, an engineering train. <laughs> Thank you. Look at all that engineering gear. Oh. There's a man in the back. Oh. <laughs> I send them to Kevin all the time. It's so unique. He puts the GoPro in his face. And I think that's the running gag because he went to F1 in Miami. Oh, uh, yeah. And he put it on Lando Norris's head. He holds it close. That's his thing. Yeah. I love that he got to go to F1 in Miami. He's going fucking everywhere. That's awesome. This newest video, he's in Toronto looking at trains and shit. God bless the guy. Love him. Uh, we got to get him on the show. Yeah, we can do runaway train or money train. He could break down music videos that have trains in them and tell us about the trains in the music videos. There you go. I'd um, love it. November rain when Slash is about to get hit by the train when he's doing a guitar solo. All right, guys. Well, as Jim spoiled, fuck Jim. We are going to see Top Gun Man. We're recording this today, Wednesday, May 25th. We are going to see Top Gun Maverick this Saturday, May 28th. And we are then going to record a spoiler cast. We did it before with Fast 9. Yeah, we've also done Moonfall. Moonfall. Well, also did Moonfall. And now how did this game AIDS do Moonfall? So I'm looking forward to... Hey, they took that. our fucking idea. Yeah, well, I don't think it was a stretch. I yeah. Think anybody that saw the Moonfall. premise <laughs> and trailer of Moonfall, probably 100 podcasts. So yes. next week, part two, follow up Top Gun with Top Gun Maverick. When I encounter a MIG... I'm going to say, Silencia!
chance on the edge of your life Just like all 